Paul opens his doors to those in need. J.M. is inspired by a family. Howard brings his fortune to Hollywood. Frankie trains a female fighter. And Ray comes from nothing to become a worldwide phenomenon. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Best Actor, 2004. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Jamie Foxx and Ray. We're back. The dog is still barking. The dog is still barking. A week later? It's, she's been barking be. nonstop for a week. For a week straight. Megan has not slept. Craig has slept here. Yeah, he's just slept on a bench here. I actually slept fine. I'm used to dogs barking whenever I'm near. So, um, But you should see the bags under Megan's eyes. <laughs> they could be sold. You carry groceries. It's like, a, it's like a comically large Louis Vuitton bag. Mm. Here's the thing. This week, I had a uh, callback mm-hmm. for a job that I wanted and yeah. felt like I could get. Yeah. And it was a female director and it was great. And it's all virtual now, guys. So I'm like in my dining room in a, like waiting on a Zoom call or whatever. for And they're like running behind. So it's like I'm like sitting here for like an hour. And I had said to Maddie ahead of time, can you please take the dog yeah. while I do this audition? I don't care what the fuck you do with her. Can you just take her away so that I don't have to focus on that? And also, um, you know, she doesn't bark or whatever. Right. And he's like, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this is my job and how we keep a roof over said dog's head. So she, he takes the dog and for like 40 minutes, like is like dealing with her. And I really appreciate it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we're running behind. Like, I'm like... There's like two people in front of me is what they're telling me. Yeah. So finally, I get taken into the Zoom the Zoom room. Yeah. And they're like, okay, Megan, um, great. So let's try one. Literally, the word one yeah. was not out of this motherfucker's mouth <laughs> before I hear. <laughs> like someone is killing the dog. Yeah. The, this is Maddie barking. Just... <laughs> Barking at the dog. Yeah. Barking at the dog. I know they cannot hear me. Right. It's so loud. Yeah. So then, so I do it, uh, and they're like, basically like, can you maybe, so let's try one like this, like yelling at me through the computer. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. do it again. Dog's still barking. Right. Not even a pause. Yeah. Just not even a pause. So I'm like, I finished that one and I'm like, can you hear, can you hear the dog? And she's like, mm, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of loud. And I'm like, I'll go. And she's like, don't worry. It's okay. Unless it, it sounds like maybe something's wrong. I'm like, Oh my God. So I get up, run down the hall into the office, fling open the door and just go, are you fucking kidding me? Please. Fucking place. Can you handle And then he starts yelling, I'm trying to handle the dog. By the way, he's not. I look, when I open the door, he's at his computer playing a fucking video game while right. the dog just barks its head off. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole different, don't even get me started on that. Don't Divorce. even get her started. Don't even get me started on, I'm looking for. Megan's going through the big D. Two. The big D. And she don't mean Dallas. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> 
So I literally, so, so I slammed the door. Screaming. Fucking And then I had a moment where I was like, well, I did not mute that video. So everyone on that call, producers, yeah. director, yeah. casting director, yeah. heard all of that. Cam up. Session director. I walk back to the computer, mm. take a deep breath, and do a slow sit down. And they're like, hey, bud, you okay? Kid gloves, yeah. as if I was going to reach through the screen and murder yeah. them. Anyway, let me skip to the end. I didn't get the job. <laughs> let me fast forward to yeah. me not getting the job. Yeah. But I'm really excited that I have a, a puppy. Yeah. Well, so it all worked out. When you think about it, were they going to give you a puppy if you got the job? If they did, I would have said no thank you. <laughs> and I'll no, take my payment in monies, please. Please, just the cash monies. Anyway, um, it's just a it, people out there that are thinking about getting, listen, I don't want to get into, I, you know what? I don't want to get into anybody else's decisions. You do you guys. Everybody's yeah. got to do them. I love my dog. My dog is adorable. Quinn, I love right. her. I'm not, I do not regret getting her, but I do regret entrusting my fucking husband to yeah. Watch her for an hour. Yeah. Took him all night to apologize to. He was like, I was like, listen, take me out to dinner before you fuck me. And he's, I was like, I didn't fuck you. And I was like, you did. You did. You were like, restaurants are open again in Los Angeles. (laughs) Buy me a drink first. Okay. Silence. Um, Yeah. Megan, do you have any trips planned? Uh, yeah, I'm going to Napa, uh, not with my husband, with my mm-hmm. with my girlfriends in June. That's fun. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. What about you? Yeah, we're, I'm going to Vegas. Oh. Going to Vegas with two of my best friends from high school. Classy. Yeah. We were going to go to Philadelphia because one of them lives there now, but he, uh, he wanted to get out of Philadelphia. Um, and I am also going to Boston in June for a wedding. Oof, have fun there. And maybe New York in July for another wedding. And I was like, I can't fly to the East Coast like... Three times in six weeks. So you think maybe you're just going to stay? No, no, no. I'm going to go to Boston, come back, and then I'm going to go to New York. I'm just, this is just why we're going to Vegas instead of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first trip that you're taking is also just like a like a no spouse, no spouse trip. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, it'll be nice to, um, to have some drinks with some, some good friends. Yeah, it'll be really nice, right? Take a break from old ball and fucking chain. <laughs> I actually love my spouse. <laughs> What's that like? We co-parent our pets, our four cats. Um, Great. Good for you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get very wine drunk with a uh, friend of the pods. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Ewing, Rachel Lewis, yeah. and Buffy Charlay, all of whom has been on. Buffy Charlay. Buffy Charlay, lay, 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 Seriously, we... It'll be fun. You'll It'll probably fun. you'll get banned from the French Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> um, anyway, <clears throat> best actor, two thousand and four. Let's talk about the nominees. Okay, the I nominees. Two... The nominees oh, for the Golden Globes. Oh, you're gonna Globes. do the thing. <laughs> you're gonna do the thing. Okay, go ahead. Winner for Golden Globe drama was Leonardo DiCaprio. For the Aviator, Leo. The other nominees were Javier Bardem for the Sea Inside, 
Don Cheadle, Johnny Depp, we'll talk more about both of those gentlemen, and Liam Neeson for Kinsey. Oh. For that best boring. comedy or musical, Jamie Foxx for Ray. We'll talk more about him as well. Jim Carrey for Eternal Sunshine. Paul Giamatti for Sideways. Kevin Klein for DeLovely. And Kevin Spacey for Beyond. Big year for Kevin's playing singer-songwriters from the 30s <laughs> to the 50s. SAG Awards. Nominees. Jamie Foxx, Don Cheadle, Johnny Depp, Leo DiCaprio, Paul Giamatti. Critics' Choice. Fox, Cheadle, Bardem. Depp, DiCaprio, Giamatti. Giamatti wins New York Film Critics. Neeson wins the L.A. Film Critics. Jamie Foxx wins National Society of Film Critics. So a little more um, parody than mm-hmm. we saw with the women, where Imelda Stone won all the Critics Awards, and then Hilary Swank basically won all the other awards. Um, this one mixed up a little bit, although Jamie Foxx does win the majority of things. Yes. And he won the Oscar. And he won the Sorry. Oscar. Okay. Um, Maybe let's talk about Clint Eastwood first. Um, for those of those people that have put off this episode, maybe want to listen to the Best Actress and Best Actor back-to-Back. So we already talked about Million Dollar Baby a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't think Clint Eastwood is a good actor. I think he's <laughs> fine in the second half of Million Dollar Baby. I think maybe it's like the best acting he's ever done. He's our John Wayne. He's just yeah. always kind of just Clint Eastwood. Yeah, but early on in this movie, like, he's... Bad. And there's a reason why, if you noticed, I mentioned a lot of actors just now, and Clint Eastwood's name was not mentioned. Yeah. He was not nominated for any of the precursor awards. Oh, that's interesting. Not even the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, the Million Dollar Baby did come out late. I remember it was like a sort of people weren't even, it wasn't on anyone's radar until like late fall, and I think it came out like in December or something like that. Um, and obviously him getting nominated was uh, sort of a perk that... Maybe it was going to be the front runner and obviously did end up winning Best Picture. So, um, and he won Best Director. He did not win Best Actor. Um, I think he's really good in his scenes with Morgan Freeman and with in the scenes with Brian O'Byrne, even though I think those scenes are really badly mm-hmm. written. Mm-hmm. Like all the church stuff in Million Dollar Baby is yeah. so unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I just love. I, I don't Brino know why. Burn. Yeah, me too. Um, but I it's saw like, him you on know, stage. This, this movie could be two hours. Yeah, in doubt. I saw him in doubt. No. Sorry, continue. This movie could be two hours instead of two hours and 20 minutes if you just cut out all this church stuff that yeah. we don't need. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I just think he's, again, I, the John Wayne comparison of just like, he's just kind of like, does his kind of gruff. Yeah, and every time they show him like shadow boxing when someone else is really boxing, it just looks like a octogenarian like yes. <laughs> throwing punches at the Barack Obama on TV. Yeah. Um, Talking to a chair. Yeah. Chairs really factor in this movie too. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's fine. I, I do think like, I do buy, I do think Hillary, I mean, maybe this is more of a credit to, again, to Hillary Swank that like the, their relationship is very sweet. Yeah. Um, too weird uh, though when she like jumps up and like wraps her legs around him also. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I'm also like, you're going to break him. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, but no, I would not have nominated Clint. No. Apologies to Clint and the whole Clint, Eastwood clan. We're sorry. Cry Macho coming at the end of 2021. Clint. Also, doesn't doesn't his whole family have like a reality show now? Do they? I think so. Is that like a Scott the Eastwoods? idea? Probably. I don't know. Whatever. Next. <laughs> Next. Um, let's talk about another guy we don't really talk about anymore, and that's Johnny Depp. Jay Depps. 
Well, we talked about him. We talked about the him last just, time we did yeah. one of these because and you gave him the award. I did because, and even though it ruined him, even though it yes. it, it fully ruined his career going forward. It is interesting. Um, this probably was shot. Another Kate Winslet joint. Another Kate Winslet joint. This movie was probably shot in between the time he shot Pirates and before it came out. Interesting. Because it is weird to see him like play like a restrained normal person. Yes. <laughs> um, a charming Jack person Sparrow. even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Finding Neverland. It's a uh, very we enjoyable movie. Yeah. Um, I still get very emotional, you know, when they bring Peter Pan to to the house mm-hmm. so she can go to Neverland before she coughs herself to death. <laughs> um, again, sort of similar to, um, I don't know, we've just talked about this with performances before. He's very, he's good in this movie. There's really nothing to this performance, though. Nothing. Um, it's pretty bland. Like, it's kind of everything around him is yeah. uh, what's going on. And I don't, there's nothing to fault. Again, there's nothing bad about the performance. He's almost not the protagonist. It's uh, yeah. it's more Winslet's yeah, story. Yeah, Freddie Highmore. Yeah, and, Freddie yeah. Highmore's story. Um, uh, also, by the way, Kelly McDonald is maybe the best Peter Pan that's ever been on film. Uh, Kelly McDonald. I cannot. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. She is also just, she's the fucking shit, man. Um, yeah, she and she's a little sprite. Um yeah, I, I think he's the again he's the least interesting part. Yeah. of this movie. You know what is a good part of this movie? We maybe mentioned this like three years ago. We did this is when they bring the orphans in. Oh my god! When he brings in the orphans to get them to like love the show, so adults will love the show also. Oh Jay god. and Barry always Smart. thinking. I don't know if that happened in real life or not. Um, one thing I thought I found really interesting I was reading the trivia about this movie, and they talk about how you know like with a lot of like biopics, like after the movie they'll be like this person did this yeah. and this person did that and that they didn't do it with Finding Neverland probably partially because so there were actually five kids like the youngest is not in the movie there were five sons okay um, but two of them died like before they were like 21 no <laughs> yeah and then one of them like drowned under <gasps> suspicious circumstances and then the Dustin Hoffman producer character died on the Lusitania <laughs> okay so, so basically they were like, we can't do that <laughs> Everything really takes went away. really wrong. <laughs> the kid who was named Peter, like, committed suicide later <gasps> in life, and potentially they think part of it was because people knew that the Peter Pan character was named after him, and he couldn't take that pressure. So, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's very, very dark postscript. So instead, we'll just end with Kate Winslet dying. Kate Winslet dies. Yeah. Kate Winslet always dies. Um, do you think when he wore the Indian headdress in this film, it like inspired him to do the Lone Ranger <laughs> that he was like, I look good in this. Can you believe that that is a movie that happened? Yeah. That's wild. Do you think it would happen today with, oh, Ar- yeah, with sure. Army Hammer and Johnny Depp? Do <laughs> Listen, we think that movie's going to get remade? I just watched an episode of, of Real Houses of Atlanta when Kenya Moore wore a headdress to a Halloween party in the year of our Lord 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, people flipped out over that. So definitely... And now, oh my God, Army Hammer. Yeah. Yikes. All of this is, this is all yikes. Yeah. All yikes, yikes, yikes. It is, that is funny. This movie is such a time capsule of, of non-yikes. Of yeah. everything's pleasant and good. Yeah. And then any, everything around it on either side is pretty terrible. There is, there's a line at the end of this movie that I also thought was funny rewatching at this time where they're on the bench. This is after the funeral and he's sort of run off. And uh, Freddie Highmore's character 
um, says to Johnny Depp, um, Peter says to Johnny Depp, um, I just thought she'd always be here, talking about his mother. And Johnny Depp, Jay and Barry says, so did I. And I want to be like, she was dying like a week after you met her. (laughs) So did I. (laughs) You haven't known her for that long. Also, you're an adult. You know how this works, right? And like, she wasn't always going to be here. Yeah, people die. Like, she was like coughing into like, like coughing up a storm. Like the first time you brought her to your cabin. If you're, if somebody cough, it's like, this is like Chekhov's cough. If somebody coughs in the first scene, they going to be dead of consumption by the end. Yes. If, if somebody pukes in their first scene, they're pregnant. Yes. These are just, these are just things that we know. Yeah. That's it. Let me just say, um, let's like, I think it's so interesting. This is not to do with Johnny Depp, but like British, British kid actors, Mm -hmm. I don't, what are they doing over there that they're they're making it they're treating them better because we American kid actors drugs dumb yeah. bananas British kid actors Freddie fucking Highmore mm-hmm. Nicholas fucking Holt mm-hmm. Jamie Bell yeah Sir Ronan yeah who am I forgetting I who's mean, the other one There's another boy who's the little oh jo, who's Jojen Reed. The little kid from from uh, fucking Love Actually. I never remember that guy's name. Oh, um, I but can't then he was on Game of Thrones, either. and then he was in Queen's Gambit, and whatever. Whatever. Bottom line is, all these people have like pretty decent careers. Yeah, Freddie Highmore is a good doctor. Yeah, well, you know, the arts are supported in the UK, so these kids can go to you know they can be young actors, they can go to an art school, they can do television on the BBC and do stage work at the RSC or the Globe and then, you know, then they get back into the movies. They can I do wanna, that. I want to get, I want, I want Elizabeth to take us back. I want to get under the thumb of the monarchy once again. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay tax on that tea. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, do you think maybe she could marry Joe Biden? Oh my God. <laughs> and they could bring us back together. I don't want to do anything to Dr. Heaven. Jill. No. But, but you know, I think she Elizabeth's could do better anyway. On the market now, mm-hmm. on the hunt, on the prowl. Yeah, so it's possible. It's not probable. No, but I'm saying it's possible. Yeah. Who do you want to talk about next? I, uh, we got three people, three more people playing real people. We had four real people this year. Um, okay, well, let's. And then do... we're going to talk about the non-nominated. Your okay. friend who was not nominated. My best my actor. best friend. Yeah. Let's do Cheadle. Let's talk about. Don Cheadle Don in Hotel Cheadle, Rwanda. Who I love. Yes. Like, seems like a very cool dude anyway. Um, this movie is harrowing. Yes. Um, this I remember, this movie I remember very clearly. I saw this on, like, there was, like, one on, like, 18th Street. This is so boring for people that are, whatever. It was, like, further up from Union Square. Yeah. Whichever that one was. And I remember being, like, wrecked by it. Like, oh, yeah. Just, like, tears and, like, what is going on? Um, and it's a very stressful movie to watch. Uh, he's so great in that he's such a good and this, grounding presence. And th- yeah, this movie has a very, um, and this is not an insult to his performance at all, which I think is incredible. This feels like it follows a more typical Oscar performance movie, uh, especially like in a tragic film like this, and that he is very much this, just like you said, grounding like anchor like amidst all this chaos and tragedy. And then he finally gets his like 
Oscar moment when he's trying to tie his tie. Yes. And he ends up not being able to do it, and he, like, rips his shirt off. And, like, that's, like, oh, and that's the Oscar scene. And, you know, he he pulls it off. Like, yeah, I think he really does. Like, I think it's a scene does. that can really, could very easily, like, come off as too much. Um, Just holding it together and holding it together and holding it together and then not being able to hold it together anymore yeah. is incredible. Um, what a world, huh, where you have to talk to your spouse about... Listen, instead of getting hacked to death with machetes, you guys need to go up to the roof and all jump off together. What a dream. What a... <sighs> Sophie... Oh, what's her last Okan- name? Okanawedo. Okanawedo. I'd I like think. to see her work more. I saw her in The Crucible. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was On she Broadway. Was she, she was good. Yeah. I think the scene where he's t- talking about the difference between the... Um, the Hutus and the Tutsis. Mm-hmm. The like she's he's like just like the matter of fact way of like, yeah, my nose goes like this. Yeah. Their nose are a little different. And also like this is not any sort of qual like there's no classification like historically. It's just the Belgians came in and were like, you're this and you're this. Yes. Just the matter of fact way of like this is so stupid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a I mean, he does a great job. He really and he he again, a movie like this that is so terrifying it's not about the it's almost like an action movie in the sense that it's not really about the acting um but he pulls focus because he's so good yeah and nick nolte's really good too it's it's like joaquin's good in this yeah it's a good movie it's a good movie yeah um not something you want to revisit a lot no i hadn't seen it since um since i watched it in college and um i you know, maybe in another 10 years. Yeah. You know, whenever I need to see people having trouble driving on the road because they're driving over bodies. bodies. Yeah. That's when I need to come back to it. Just circle <sighs> back around. Oh my God. Um, I will say the character when he, when they're having that sweet moment and he talks about how he bribed the health minister for her to, um, be transferred yeah. to the same town. I'm like, is that romantic or is that toxic masculinity? <laughs> <laughs> Can it be both? I guess so. It worked. It worked mm-hmm. so it's romantic. If yeah. she wasn't into it, then it's toxic masculinity. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, Don't okay. at me. Oh, great. Here goes Megan again. Here I go. Wow. <laughs> it's um, at Problematic Megan on Twitter. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Let's talk about Leo. I'm on, I'm on co- cup of coffee number two. So hey, get ready, America. <laughs> let's talk about Leo. I'd love to talk about Leo. Buckle Another up. person I'm... In the hole for. Yeah. Did you know when I was in seventh grade, I'm not kidding you. I, this is like the confidence of youth or whatever, or the mm-hmm. confidence that I used to have maybe. I was so certain I was going to marry Leonardo DiCaprio. I was like, you could not have convinced me otherwise. I was right. like, definitely I will grow up and meet Leonardo DiCaprio and we will get married. Sure. That was like a thing. Yeah. Now turns out he only dates models. Right. So that, that's, that is impediment number one. Yeah. On a long list of yeah. other problems. Um, but, um, and so I did not end up marrying Leonardo DiCaprio, although there's still time. There's still time for you. Um, As we've talked about, I am getting divorced. So yeah, he does have a predilection. Do you think playing Howard Hughes, um, started his, I will not date people older than 19 to 21. (laughs) I mean, Howard Hughes, uh, I forgot is, uh, basically a a child trafficking sex predator. Um, first of all, um, that's unfair to Leo because I think his cutoff is 26. Once they turn twenty six. Oh, 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 as long as he's going they they can also be younger. Oh I no, wonder. yeah. I'm sure. No, yeah, twenty six yeah. and, and he's then not, they're he's out. not dating like fifteen year old Kelly Garner. No. 
So, um, but I had actually forgotten about that scene. Then I was like, and then it reminded me of. Well, that's what leads you to drink pee. Well, it reminded me of the Matt Gates Tucker Carlson thing because he's at dinner with like other people and like she's talking about how she's like doing like high school classes and like the people that are with him. When Matt Gates was like, "Yeah, you remember Tucker? I brought that that young lady to dinner with you and your wife." They're like, we do not want to get involved in please, this. Please stop. Please, please do stop. not do this. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, biopics are hard. Yeah. And not great. Now, as somebody who has a real fascination with old Hollywood, yeah. um, I like this one more, not because of Howard Hughes or right. Leonardo DiCaprio, because it's it's all about Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She's fucking And that's great. honestly the biggest knock on Leonardo DiCaprio's case for best actor, I think, is that... In his scenes with Kate Blanchett, she's acting circles around him. Yeah, but time, yeah, one hundred percent. And 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 Leonardo DiCaprio is a great actor. But oh yeah, this is not. I think he sometimes and this movie and also the the Herbert Hoover Herbert Hoover the uh, J Edgar J Edgar Hoover. Hoover Hoover one. He it's almost like he gets in his own way. He's yeah. like too in his head about it. And we've talked about this before on the pod that our favorite Leo is when he's clearly having fun. Fun, yes. Um. The Departed. Well, actually, that's less of a fun one, but like, Catch Me If You Can. Once Upon a Time in America, Django. In Hollywood, you mean? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, Django, like, Django, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, going for it. It's very, it's very, even a, yeah, it's very fun. Um, This stuff is a little bit more mired. This is more like Gangs of New York, Leo, and it's it's just. And I think some of the, like, obviously, Howard Hughes, like, is a, a character that is known for his affectations. I think some of them come off as a little actory, actory yeah. in the movie. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's a good performance, but I agree that like the movie really sparks when Cate Blanchett's on, on screen. Gwen Stefani is not good. No, she's not. But luckily she only has like three lines. It's yeah. Jean Harlow. So yeah. she is, very cool looking. And it's funny. She never, her voice doesn't sound like what you think it would sound like. Right. You want her to be, she's so cool and yeah. like, so like stylish and like punk and like neat and like all this, like whatever, at least when I love growing up, I like loved, I like idolized Gwen Stefani. Yeah. And then, and you never really heard her voice. And then she started doing like hair commercials and I'm like, that's what you sound like. Right. And then she was on the voice and I was like, that's, that's what she sounds like? That's what she sound like? And then she married Blake fucking Shelton and I was like, and I'm out. That's who you are. I saw That's me wiping my hands. I did see her once at um Hugo's in Sherman Oaks. She saved my life. Do you know that? No, you you guys were both what were you doing that she saved your life? You were skating and <laughs> fell through the ice. No, I was I went to a No Doubt concert in high school uh with my uh three best friends at the time. Shout out Laura Walrzak, who's been on the pod, uh-huh. and um, uh, my friend Sally and Allie, and we drove, and it was general admission, and my friend Allie was like, we got to get there early. We got to get up front. Like, fucking, it's no doubt time. Quinn, whatever. So we got there early. Uh, this is like in like Methuen, and we went right to the front, and it was packed, uh-huh. and she came out, and in, the second song was like Spider Webs. Yeah. And everybody was like moshing right? and everybody around us was way bigger and it was too close. We were too close. It was too packed and 
people fell on us. People started to fall on us. Us mm-hmm. four girls, like big dudes are yeah. like falling on us. Yeah. They were big dudes at the No Dad concert. Yeah. On us four girls. Yeah. And it was this one of the scariest moments of my life because I couldn't breathe and I right. was like being crushed. And yeah. my, I remember looking at my friend Allie's face and the panic of like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. She stopped the song. She stopped the concert and sent her personal bodyguards down to get us. And was like, you got to take care of the girls. We got to take care of our girls, guys. Come on, take care of the girls. And we watched the rest of the concert from the side of the stage. Wow. So Gwen Stefani saved my life. And so I will always love her for that. But I have. You don't like her voice. And you don't like that she married Blake Shelton. No. And I don't like her acting. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah. Gene Harlow saved my life. That is so crazy. What I was at the Coconut Grove. <laughs> and um, See, you make fun of me being old. That's old as hell. Danny Kaye was uh, performing. <laughs> <laughs> and he went into his second song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they were like, let's go to the Copa after this. Yeah. And um, You're a cool cat. Yeah. Uh, Leo. Good actor. This isn't it. Not it. This, not it. This wasn't it. You're not the one. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Jamie Foxx. Uh, Listen, we've talked about Ray before. Meg and I are both on record. We're not big musical biopic fans. Nope. Um, Sorry. Every time I watch this movie, part of me appreciates what he's doing and part of me thinks it's a little more impersonation than performance. I think it is difficult with certain people, and I think Ray Charles is one of those people that I think they were such a sort of a character in real life. I think it is hard to like find that balance. Correct. Um, I was reading a, a thing that apparently he was hanging out with Ray Charles for a couple weeks to try and like get into the Ray Charles thing, but then it was it was like that's not going to help me play Ray Charles from, you know, 19 to 36. Yeah. Being around Ray Charles at 77 or whatever he was at the time. Um, Cause Ray Charles died before, but basically between the time this movie was shot and it was released. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a good performance. I mean, I don't want to take his Academy Award. He would not have been my choice. No. Um, I just don't, the rehab scenes I, at the end of the movie, I think, are not good. I think it's like particularly like over the top. Yeah. Like this is, there's no finesse in this at all. It's just like I'm yeah. just going to lie in a bed shivering, which I know is part of withdrawal. But it just seemed like the most basic level. Yeah. And I also, it also feels like Taylor Hackford just like stops making the movie in the last ten minutes. Like the end, like post credit sequence of this movie looks like something a ninth grader would do on a PowerPoint on a, a project they forgot to do until the night before. And it's long. Like you, It is very long. A it's lot two of, and a half hours. It's insane to me It's how long it is. Um, and it's two and a half hours, and they stop, you know, when he's basically going through withdrawals because after that, Ray Charles' life wasn't that interesting. I mean, he kept sleeping with other women and sure. having children, you know, by different mothers and stuff like that, but he wasn't an addict anymore. He was just very successful basically for the rest of his career and he was an incredible talent. So I don't even, and to be honest with you, I don't, I mean, like if I don't love Ray Charles, like his, I don't love it as much. 
Mm. I don't love it. I don't love it as much as like like a Stevie Wonder. Like I'd rather hear the, those music. Right. Those musics. So you want Jamie Foxx to do a Stevie Wonder biopic? I would like to see Jamie Foxx do a Stevie Wonder biopic. Yeah. Let's see another yeah. blind musician. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I want to see him do Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> <laughs> he could do it. Yeah. He, he could do it. He's a jack of all trades. He has a show right now. There's a, a at, there's a big billboard at the end of my street for. It's like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. No, it's like a Netflix show yeah, it's where like David Netflix Alan show. Greer plays his dad. I would think he's in it, maybe. No, he is. David Alan Greer oh, plays, plays his, his dad. dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, this is not, this is, again, this is not the ones. Yeah. I'm not mad. It's not like this is egregious. Yeah. But it's, it just feels a little, like, in the same way that Leo feels like acting. Right. This feels very, like, acting. And and also and on top of that, the movie I find not very interesting. Yeah. So of the nominees, who would you give the Academy Award to? Um, Don Cheadle. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Don Cheadle, no question. But I think both of us have a different pick. I go back and forth between this other person and Don Cheadle. Um, but let's talk about Paul Giamatti. My close personal friend. Your close personal My friend. My close personal friend. Megan, the last Megan, actor that I worked with. Megan went to Vegas with Paul Giamatti. And boy, did we party. Yeah. That guy, that guy can party, am I right? Sort of like the ultimate drunk, depressive performance that doesn't feel like I'm playing alcoholic. Yes, yes, 100%. It feels like a a much more real alcohol, like a a middle... uh, middle class alcoholism yeah. of, you know what I mean? It's of, not like a Nicolas Cage leaving Las Vegas yes. or Ray Milan in the Lost Weekend where it's like, I get it. This person is going through it. They yeah. have serious problems. Yes. It's like days of wine and roses, this whatever. This person's having some problems. Yes. It's, yeah. it's more of like, it's, uh, uh it, the alcoholism is of, uh, of his, uh, his circumstances that yeah. kind of led to this or whatever. Um, it is, he is, a, it is a miserable life. Like he is yeah. a little, everybody, again, talk about everybody in this movie. Well, not everybody, just the, him and Thomas Hayden Church, so unlikable yeah, and yet so watchable. Right. And, and you, in a weird way, do root for them, you know? And you try and try and figure out like, because of what they're each doing, like why they would have stayed friends. And then you're like, oh, cause why would anyone else be there? Exactly. Friend? There's, <laughs> they don't have any other friends. Yeah. That's why, that's why, um, uh, he, there's a scene where he goes, the scene where there's a lot of the stuff that he does. that's so great. I mean, it's this, the reason why I put, put him over Don Cheadle, I think is because yeah. he runs the gamut here. Yeah. There, there, it's a, I think you would classify this as a comedy, mm-hmm. but there are some insanely drunk, I'm drunk. There are some insanely dramatic parts. Yeah. Um, like the, the, you know, the scene, there's the scene where he is, wants the tastings and he they're not giving him any more tastings and he dumps the entire spit bowl in his mouth. And that's hilarious and disgusting and whatever. But then there's also probably for my pick for the best scene in the movie where, which is, he doesn't even have any lines where he's been saving like the super fancy expensive bottle of wine and ends up taking it to the fast food place with the, and has it with a burger, like a fast food burger and just like is hiding it in the, booth and yeah. it's like the saddest thing I've ever seen in yeah. my entire life I also think like his, the monologue he gives about why he likes Pinot is sort of like a master class in like film yeah. monologuing um, I think my favorite single moment of his is actually when um, Jessica Hex character who plays his ex-wife tells him that she's pregnant 
Yeah. And it's very similar to me to the Imelda Staunton and Vera Drake, like when the police come in, like it's just all in the face and it's nothing like drastic, but it's yeah. like this person is completely crushed. Yeah. Now. You see the, the, the curtains fall yeah. and it's so sad. There's also, he, when he steals money from his mom and yeah. he's, you can tell he's kind of like disgusted with himself, but yeah. like, this is what's happening. Or even like when he goes to the bathroom, when they're at, um, Sandra O's house, um, and he's outside with Virginia Madsen's character and she's, he's done his monologue and then she does her sort of monologue about why she loves wine. And it seems like, you know, this like moment between them. And then he's like, but you know, I also love yeah Rieslings. I've been really into Rieslings lately. And yeah. then he like goes into the bathroom and like, sort of like, even before he like, it's like, you're such a fucking loser. Like that stuff he's very good at, yes. but it's just like the walk there. And like the moment before he says anything is like so imbued with just great acting. And the fact Throw away the fact he didn't win. The fact that he wasn't nominated so fucking Clint Eastwood could be nominated is for playing Frankie is... Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's funny. He's such an interesting guy. I'm, I, it's going to sound like I'm like... <laughs> let me tell you about Paul. It doesn't... That's not what I'm saying. We didn't... We literally... <laughs> I, it's literally was like an hour that we spent together. But I will say, when they kept like resetting, I was asking him like... I don't know why we got we, like, it's funny. Cause like we got talking about acting mm-hmm. and I, he was, I was asking him, I don't know. He was telling, he was talking about like why he does it and why he likes doing it. And, Cause he found out I went to NYU and whatever. And then, uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, you've, I was like, you've played a lot of different parts in my mind, thinking of this movie, thinking of, uh, rock of ages, uh-huh. here I go again on my own. And thinking of like uh, that M. Night Shyamalan movie he did, like whatever, he's like kind of across the board. And he's like, and I remember he said to me, he was like, you know, I've done some stuff that works and I've done some stuff that did not work. And he was like, but it was all fun. And that's the point. And I was like, that's, I appreciate that. I appreciate saying that, that like, it seems like he is a person that like really does take a lot of joy in his work. And it also seems very easy for him. Yeah. As opposed to some of the other nominees that we talked about that seem like they're like kind of like white knuckling it or even like Johnny Depp later who's like, I got to be like weird and put like makeup on and, you know, like. Or yeah, I mean, even like Leo, like obviously taking these roles that he's like, this role is going to give me my Oscar and that is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Because like, I think post Revenant, I think everyone was like, I'm excited to see what Leo does now Mm -hmm. because he has that Oscar. Yeah. Like that monkey is that off, monkey's his back, off his back. Yes. So maybe he'll just do things that make him happy and are fun. Right. And like, we won't have to like, maybe in like 20 years, he'll be like, well now I need a second Oscar right. and he'll have to do something else. But, and Giamatti, I think partly because he looks the way he looks and yeah. he's not like a traditional movie star is sort of like, I, it almost seems to me that he's like, Hey, I'm lucky that I got here, that this is, I have the freedom to do all these things. And so he just kind of says yes to a lot of different types of projects. And I think that leads to some really interesting work. And I think he's truly like one of the best guys we got going now. Like even in a stupid show like billions, which is getting worse by, (laughs) by the, by the season and is, is what like over the top and whatever. He's like so much better than he needs to be. Right. Like it's such an over the top, ridiculous, crazy character, but it's so enjoyable to watch because again, we said this with Leo, like he is having fun. Like whatever it is he's doing, he's like, well, I'm going to fucking do it at a hundred percent 
and have fun and he can do it all. Yeah. Anyway, that's my love letter to Paul Giamatti, who was very nice to me. Are you going to text him about this episode? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we text. <laughs> yeah. You going to send him a snap? PG. <laughs> PG. You listen to this episode, PG. Oh, he's, he's definitely, I think he listens to all of them. Um, okay, so our winners for 2004, Imelda Staunton, and you said Kate Winslet. And then I think we're both leaning Giamatti. I think we both lean Giamatti. But um, but Don Cheadle is a close yeah. close number two for me. Yeah, me as well. Um, but we're not we're not super angry about. It. We get Jamie Foxx and we get Hillary Swank. They're just not our picks. Just not our picks, guys. Yeah. But you know what? Godspeed. Yeah. Um, Meg, do you have anything you want to plug? <sighs> My dog. Come get her. She hasn't been barking much for um, for this this period of time, so well, she must have barked herself out. She, she barked herself out. She's settled. Yeah, yeah, she's settled. Um, and um, I'm Murphy Megan on Instagram and Too Many Megans on Twitter. Um, you can follow us at The Oscar Should on Twitter. The Oscar Should have gone to an Instagram or Facebook. Um, if you like what you listen to, please rate and review us please. on iTunes. Um, we're going to be back in a few weeks with... Uh, 1955. Uh, we will be talking about oh Marty. The way you said that, we'll be. This we'll is be that's when in I'm going into my 1955. Uh, yeah, this is my NPR voice. Ugh. Um, we're going to be talking about Marty. Love is a mini splendor thing. Picnic, the rose tattoo, and Mister Roberts. Megan will be excited. A lot of those are play adaptations. Oh, Christ Almighty. Um, so <laughs> we look forward to talking to you guys again. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Bye. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. We did.